Welcome everyone, my name is Chris Bennett and I'm the Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. We supply tech, data and product freelancers across the whole of the Nordic region. The purpose of this conversation is to share the journeys and experiences of individual sector leaders, showcasing how talent and drive can lead to a career of excellence. We've got an amazing ever-growing Nordic community and received some great feedback on our new approach to podcasting uh, with the one panelist. So I appreciate our listeners taking the time to learn and get involved with us today. Today's topic is a conversation with Christopher, who is a Chief Operations Officer and Partner at Mew. And we're discussing his passion of creating a culture at Mew for people who actually want to come to work. He's previously worked with Telia, Valuer, and he's been a mentor at Copenhagen Business School and has worked with Mew in several roles, including CTO and COO. Delighted to have him on the podcast. He's a very passionate person about the subject. And do remember, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe now. So today's topic, it's Sunday evening, and I don't want to go to work. Christopher, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. So, Christopher, do you want to give us a bit of an introduction to yourself for people who don't know Mew or don't know yourself? Yes. So my name is Christopher and I have been in you for almost four years now. Uh, started an entrepreneurial career um, around six years ago. Tried different stuff. Didn't really work. Uh, joined you and uh, and that seemed to work uh, for now. So um, and what we do now is we are a, um, a tech venture builder where we build products for our clients and we'll build products for ourselves. And uh, we also invest in product and all the products that we do is IT related. So it's software, mostly app development. Um, yeah, so it's a really short introduction to who I am. Don't have a dog, but I have a small kid. So sometimes <laughs> things happen there as well. I don't know which is harder. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so Christopher, you, me, and known each other, I don't know, three or four months now. Uh, came to the office in Copenhagen awesome office great vibe and when when uh you and me discussed about doing this we're thinking about the topic and it seemed like your passion was to create a good culture and so we thought of this topic because you didn't want people in fact you hated the idea that on a sunday evening someone's scared of going to work tomorrow but tell us a bit more why, why is this your passion um i think it, it started a long time before me as well because i mean you know i had several jobs in my career where um well lots of times or sometimes i was just you know this feeling of uh, another day of work right and uh i remember one job i had at one point i literally every day at 10 a.m i look at the clock and go six hours left this is going to be a long day um and just you know the, the the eager feeling of just wasting my time and i just i've just seen friends families you know uh, partners did, did a long time the, in my life just to have the same feeling of oh, I have to go to work or oh, yes it's Friday yay you know you live for Friday night uh, mm -hmm. kind of feeling and then it's always been kind of like in the background of my head that that why is it like that like why why does some people obviously there's some people that love their job and, and really love what they do as I do right now and it's like why is this this such a big thing and and so it's been a vision for myself for quite some time now that trying to build a company and a, a, a culture uh, first and foremost where people just essentially love to be there and and don't have the the feeling of sunday night i have to go to work or i don't want to go to bed right now at nine because then i waste the last free time i have my sunday because then mm -hmm. i when i wake up i have to go to work and all those kinds of thoughts and emotions that i have myself and i know a lot of people have so there's also the passion about because 
I just know that if you're, you know, there's this classic quote that if you find a job that you love, you never work a day in your life, right? This is yeah. a cliche thing kind of uh, that, that people say. And I just, I found out for myself that it's true that I can go Friday and obviously be happy this weekend because I can spend more time with my daughter and at home with my family and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm really excited for Monday because like mm. what? Because things just stopped, right? So, you know, 4 p.m. on Friday, things just stopped. So you could do a lot of stuff that you can, you know, that you can um, prepare for Monday or you can do thoughts and then and, and mm. plans and stuff like that. But like every other person that you interact with is stopped, right? And obviously it's a good thing because you need your time off, you need your break and stuff like that. But it's still the same. The My point is the feeling of good that it's Friday, but still I'm really, you know, looking forward to Monday. and but- and. Yeah. Isn't it isn't it worrying though that some people out there and some people listening right now may have not known any different of that worry for Monday? That's the worrying thing. And it's it's exciting yeah. to hear that you've realized that it doesn't have to be that way and then let's build a culture. So make sure it's that way. But there'll be listeners out there that maybe listening on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. And mm, thinking, yeah. What, 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 what's, what's a bit of advice for them? Is it, is it just that the, there is other stuff out there? Yeah. You can actually enjoy your yeah, job. I, yeah. Uh, I, I think that will be my, you know, advice like figure out what you love and, and try to go that path. Right. Cause uh, a lot of people in here that we have, have been hired, or you know used to be here or or still here i i literally say to them like if you're not happy like figure something out right because like i'm I'm not firing you anything you can stay here if you want but if you're not if you're not happy and you're not joyful what you do you're wasting your time just figure out what it is you like to do and then sometimes the conclusion is always that well i can't make money of it so that's why i don't do it as a Mm. full-time occupation but at the same time i think that if you really keep working in terms of what you love and what you want to do it will come to you um i once uh i heard this um podcast with gary v the american entrepreneur but i don't know what his, yeah his, he does his, his term is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but he, he spoke about a woman that loved pokemon right and this was before pokemon go and then she had a normal job and you know whatever she did i can't remember but the point was that she loved Pokemon Go so much that so she wrote blog about it, blogs about it, and and no one, you know, it was no one really reading them because Pokemon wasn't really a thing at that point. It used to be, but now it's just. But she loved the, you know, re, uh, writing about it and reading about it and stuff. Like that. And she kept kept on going, and then Pokemon Go blew up. Pokemon Go came. Then a lot of people would pay her for the blogs and the things that she did. So then eventually, you know, I don't know her, and I don't I can't remember her name. But the same. But the concept is that she kept doing what she really was passionate about. And that at some point in her life, then it changed, and now she could make a living of it. I don't know where she is right now. I don't know if she's still making a living of it. But the point of the story is that I think if you keep pushing for what you really love, it will come eventually at some point. So where where did the? You know, obviously, you've been in quite a few leadership positions. Um, yeah. When did you really start to? <sighs> implement this in how you build cultures yeah into teams was it at mu when you went right i'm doing this here or was it before or talk us through that journey i i think i started doing it uh when i was tilly at one point well well i, I don't know if i started doing it but i thought start thinking thought about it in terms of like um why why is 
these people are always sick on Monday, like, or why are they always sick on a Friday? It's like, there's a pattern, right? And it's like, like, why are they like that? Why don't they, like, I, I know, I, I understood why, like, if some of them, you know, went to party Friday, Saturday, and they were still, you know, completely smashed on Monday, and that's why they didn't come in. But it's kind of like, well, why do you have that eager to do so? Or why do you work from home, quote unquote, and don't do any work? Because, you know, ah, well, I have the flexibility, so I do it, but you don't really, don't really do anything like why do you want that um and i started implementing just some small stuff until that was actually a pretty good management above me until the that also supported that kind of that kind of um culture but it was a tremendous company so it was a lot of like thousands and thousands of employees so it it was i think it was hard to to do in a big corporation like that because you have to start from day one uh, i think if you want to build that kind of culture because then as soon as you know, 15 people or 10 people have that culture, that DNA in you, then the, you know, the 16th and the 17th and the 18th person will automatically get that DNA if they're the right person, right? If they mm-hmm. have the right values um, and if they have the right passion for what they do. So I, uh, to, to yeah, reply to your question, I think I, I thought about it for a while, but I really started introducing it at MU because um, I joined when the founder uh, Armin, my uh, the founder and the CEO, he I think he's been he was live for like eight or nine months, something like that. But it was still quite new. I think when I started, we had like three interns and me and him, and he was on part time besides his job, his 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 old like current like former job. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. So that was easy to kind of like at the beginning go, okay, why do we want to build this? Like, what does this have to be? Is it just a tech company? Like, do we just want to do tech and then that's it? Because then we can do whatever. Like, because mm-hmm. I, I didn't really have a technical background at that point. Not really that, you know, he, he didn't either. So it's kind of like, what if we build something where people just love to be here? And then let's see how it goes. Because I think that's the fundamental of, of every business or, you know, not just business, like in sports. So I you played football a lot of years and always watch, watch football. We discussed this about Manchester City and Manchester United, yeah. but um, but like you see players play awesome, right? One season for one club, and they change club and they play shit. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, for my language. no, don't worry. Um, it's not the okay, audience. Okay, um, okay that's, that's good. Sorry if there's kids listening. Um, but like, but why they're not a bad, better, you know, professional football player? Don't change yeah. from one day to another to be bad. But it's a mental thing. It's an environment thing. It's like, how are the other people treating me? How is the coach? How is the manager treating me? And 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 it's the same exact same concept in whatever you do. Like mm. the same. I can be the best boyfriend ever, but then if I switch girlfriend, I'm, I'm a shitty boyfriend. Or mm. you can be a really good girlfriend, be a shitty girlfriend, right? Because it's, it's based on the environment and, and how you feel around these kind of uh, persons. So. I mean, let's think about like the, the people listening who are managing a team. Where they'll have people like this. There'll be people listening who are on a team, yeah, where they might not, they might feel like the the culture isn't right. Where does it start? Kind of what 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 kind of practical things did you do, yeah, or have you done throughout the years to address it and then tackle it? Um, I think. Well, I know first the key thing was just to you know look at people as individuals and yep. don't look them as staff. Just look them at person, like as a person. Like who are they? Like in take interest. Like what does their family do? Do they have kids? Like what is do you like to do in their spare time? Like whatever it is, just just 
just look at them as friends and like be involved in who are they, right? Um, I, I saw a quote from Simon Sinek, and again, again, I don't know mm. what his title is, but mm. um, where he said that he thought that a great leader was someone who asked how your weekend was and actually cared. Um, mm. And I think that's kind of one of the things that, like, do you care for the people that you have around you? Like, do you genuinely care, or is it just, hey, how was your Monday? What did you do last night? Oh, I went to the cinema. All right, cool. On to the next, right? It's not mm. really personal. It's not really authentic. It's more like, well, you have to, to ask because that's what they say in all the theory books, blah, blah, blah. But, but so, for, 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 for those managers, yeah, who go, well, I've not got time. Yeah, I've done yeah. my bit. I've not got time. Are they just not seeing the long-term benefits of doing what you say there? Um, maybe, or maybe they they don't think of that that way. Or again, maybe they're they're too stressed themselves to see the impact of what they did. Um, and um, I remember, actually, this is from an old company. I'm not going to mention who it was, but. Yeah, I at one point like got called out from an employee saying that I was, you know, rude. I was not really nice. I was not, you know, I was kind of like I was too harsh, or I was, you know, all, all different kinds of words that was mentioned. I was like, wow, like that's not really how I see myself. But, but it was kind of like an eye over in terms of why does this? I mean, there's a, you know, a, a person with a you know bleeding heart that that says and feel these things. So what have I done to make her feel like that? Right? Because and, and then I was kind of like, this is, it was like, I think it was like six or seven years ago, but, but still like, it was still an eye opener in terms of there's something that I'm doing wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm apparently not hearing this person. I don't see this person because otherwise mm-hmm. you would never feel like that. And, and that was an eye opener in terms of the, 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 the importance of really understanding and, you know, have an empathy for the people you have around you. And, uh, and again, in terms of why other people don't maybe, I think time stress thing is, a, is as you mentioned, is, is quite valid because it is, it is a, I have these 10 things I need to get done today because it's really, really important. And then you forget about all the other people. But again, mm-hmm. to take a football term, if the manager doesn't care about your players, it doesn't matter. They are not going to win, right? They're, they're not going to uh, perform or produce whatever you want them to. Um, <clears throat> and um, so I think it, it's, just, uh, it's, it's just really important to understand that that uh, like see people for who they are, and 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 that that's, that's one of the points that in terms of what what we have here in view is that that um, I don't really care about your skills and background, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really matter to me. Again, it's a cliche, and a lot of people said it before, but it's just it's just yeah. really, really true for me. Because if you have the right attitude and you like willing to learn stuff, it mm-hmm. that that's why I think hard work beats talent, right? Because it's it's a matter of where is your passion um and what is that you want to do so again to to wrap up on on your question is that yeah. i think that i think that a lot of people don't understand the the, the value of of the ones that you work with uh, yeah do you know there's like those books like 10 before 10 and get your stuff that you need to do for yourself right before eight o'clock or something there's loads yeah. of books around that and I've read a couple of them and it's very self in, in like it's very much about oneself right and especially with um people even myself I was a recruiter yeah very good at the recruiting element getting a management job 
And I still wanted my the first things I wanted to do each day was the recruiting part rather than mm. the management stuff. And I, pe- I think people, uh, definitely on my journey, I miss the fact that that morning bit, that 10 before 10, actually was, how's my staff doing? Are they okay? Are, are they actually okay? And COVID did teach us this. Yeah, so people mm. who've come out on the other side who are not doing this really missed an opportunity to, are you okay, but are you seriously okay? We learned that, didn't we? Yeah. What, yeah. And so, so you, you, you kind of you took this, um, you've been on this journey, Christopher. So then, when you get to Mew, yeah, and you've been there, what, just just over three years, is it? Yeah, almost four, four, almost four. April yeah. twenty twenty-three. So, what did you when you went in there? What was what? What is the culture of Mew? Uh, and then how's that? How's that been taken on the journey for the last nearly four years? Like to, to the first part is that the, the culture is, is really flexible and free. And obviously we have a hierarchy, but we don't have a, but at the same time, we hate, I hate hierarchy because I mean, obviously you need to have, you know, one CEO, you need to have one head of sales, or you have to have one lead designer or because you need to be someone that kind of guides it. But at the same time, it's, it's like an intern can have a better idea than I can. So mm-hmm. But in that sense, the hierarchy is flat because I would always listen to that person if, you know, it's valid, right? Mm. Um, so uh, so that's kind of like culture, freedom, uh, flexibility. Again, um, the example is that we say to people that just get in before 10.30 a.m., right? You don't have to be here at 8, you don't have to be at 9, you don't have to be at 10, just 10.30. And that was based on not everyone is, you know, productive at 8. Not everyone is productive mm, at yeah. 9. Like, so... Why should I say to to you know X person you need to be here at nine because it's really important, right? And like, well, why is this important? There's a you know important business meeting. Fair enough. Once in a while, you need to get in early or early yeah, yeah. quote uh, at nine a.m. But at the same time, if you're more productive of you know working from ten to six and then you know stay up until two a you know two a.m. in the morning because that was work for you, fine. Like I don't care. Like why should I dictate what you do in that sense because as long as you do what you do and what we agree upon, then I don't see the point of 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 doing it, right? Of, of kind of dictating, and then then you can say, well, yeah, I'm still dictating that you need to get in consent before you know 10:30, but uh, still to to kind of like give some guidelines because we yeah. used to like um, we made a lot of mistakes in building this culture because at, at at one point we had like a whole year with like do whatever you want, like literally do whatever you want, like get in yeah. when you want, leave when you want um like work at night if you prefer doing that and don't come in and we we tried that because like this is complete freedom you can do whatever you want right just just as long as you hit the deadline that we agree fine but then at the same time we we found out that one is hard to build a culture when half the staff is not there because they're more eager to work from home yeah and two um i think people overall still need guidelines even Mm -hmm. though they like want freedom and want flexibility they still need some kind of guideline in terms of what they do and then uh, but that was also a learning curve in terms of the right people because we figured out that the wrong people could not and the, when i say wrong i mean wrong in terms of all culture not wrong as a their individuals yeah uh, but yeah and then it's like okay you cannot control they, they we have we have one person at one point here like three days a week he came in at 1 p.m the other day he wasn't there and kind of like then after a couple of months we're like we have no idea what this guy is doing. Like we have mm. literally no control. Uh, and then then we tighten it up. Okay, we need to have some rules, 
Yeah. And it, again, it's the same as the freeway, right? The reason why you can only drive uh, up to a certain um, uh, speed limit is because some some asshole once you know drove Very too deaf. fast and crashed and, and you know killed three people and I was like, oh, you can't do that, right? So it's kind of like the same same principle of when someone steps out of line, it's kind of like we we need to you know correct it a bit in terms yeah. of making the rules. So that's kind of like the, the culture that we build, and that's like the, the people that we're looking for that can fit into that. Because um, that is just again. If you can come in at ten and be like, ah, oh, I can, I can get up at you know seven. I can go to the gym in the morning. I can go for a run. I don't have to stress about going to work at this specific time. Or I have kids and I want to spend an hour more in the morning with them and then come in. Fine, like, do it. Because then you, when you come to work, you're a lot more happy, a lot more happy, right? Well, when I went into your office, yeah, one that looked like there was no hierarchy. Yeah, I remember that. Everyone's walking around. Everyone's sat at the desk. The, the culture seems very flat. Yeah, people are happy. Yeah, it was really nice to see. And everyone seemed pretty cool as well. I'll be honest with Christopher. Thank you. That's good. I'm glad to hear. But again, that's a proof of, well, some kind of proof of business and proof of concept in terms of what I'm saying. That's really, I remember you said, one of the first things you said, there's cool energy. And that we yeah. actually hear it from a lot of people coming like there's a really cool vibe in here, right? Um, and again, I think it's just like the people here are just you know free to do what what seems fair. And like we just had like, we're recording this on a Thursday, and every Thursday at one we have an hour where people can do literally whatever they want to do. So half the staff go play Counter Strike on the computer, right? And if it's you know when it's summer, we go out for ice cream and go around the water, and we get, we go. This summer when it was really, really warm and we, so we went out two hours and did some barbecue and jumped in the water and came back and worked. So again, do something different, right? You don't have to have those strict lines about like, you have to do this, and lunch is between 11 and 12, and then you can go and then you have breaks, blah, blah, blah. And, and we're, just, um, we're just fortunate that we're in the industry where we can do that. Obviously, if I used to work in retail as well. You can't do it in retail because you have to have people employed, you have to have growth, like products on the shelves. And so you can't really do it in that industry, but you can do it when you're you know working from an office then it's mm. you know have the flexibility to it so it's hard so like how did so you mentioned about that one person but how do you how do you deal with accountability so loads of freedom um loads of ability to do it the way you believe an ability to speak um to the coo and say listen i've got an idea incredible what are the challenges that come with that and how do you deal with it i mean the challenge about responsibility that comes for me directly in terms of the attitude with the like the, the people that we hire because yep. everyone wants to be a success right there's no one who goes to work and say i want to fail today right i want to fuck yeah. up because that's like you don't want to do that you want to be a success yeah. and if you still have the the you have the, the Again, the passion for like coding, this is awesome, or the sign of like, I really want to do something great. And, and then the responsibility comes by itself. I don't have to dictate it. I can dictate obviously deadlines. And mm. again, it, 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 uh, it's, you know, it's not to mention that it's just kind of like a just playground, do whatever you want, because obviously we're still a business, we need to make money, mm. we need to all these stuff. Um, but it, it's more in the sense of if you just give them that, okay, this is a deadline, you need to do it before that. And if you fuck up and you don't manage to do it before the deadline, just let me know. Like, it's not the yeah, end yeah. of the world. It's not like the client's not going to, you know, not pay the invoice if I call them and say, sorry, we're a week late because of blah, blah, blah. 
if you have a good relation with the client, it's fine. It, like, it doesn't matter. As long as you give them a heads up, they can act in terms yeah. of, okay, now their plans have changed. Um, but just like do your best. And again, if, if you're passionate for what you do and you have the right attitude and the mentality in terms of what you do, it, you will by yourself, you know, produce a good result. Obviously, yeah. with you know, with training and coaching and sparring, I mean, you need that as well. But it's so so. It just so again to answer your question, I think the, the biggest obstacle in terms of the responsibility um, um, point of it is the right people, and yeah. we have a lot of again the right people in our culture. We have a lot of people that don't fit in, and if we don't fit in in that sense, then you don't you you will not be like then the responsibility will, will just shift and then it will be off so you so you're saying i mean ultimately why i have a job is the recruitment side you get the recruitment right yeah then you're not without these challenges down the line exactly. tell, tell tell us about muse recruitment like this culture comes straight from that first interview doesn't it yeah how exactly. the people interviewing act the people you end up taking on being able to say no to really talented dickheads. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but talk us through how, how you deal with uh, the culture that's that, that at the start and in and, and, and um, the process. Yeah, so the, like, from for our developers, I kind of like do the first interview with all of them. And yeah. I have no qualifications to, to, you know, go deep dive in tech and, you know, do a code interview. I don't have the qualifications at all. So, but I know a lot about people and a lot about, um, you know, the, the human behavior. And mm. so I take an interview, the first interview with everyone in the tech department. Um, yeah. We have the design department, he runs that and he, you know, has the same values as me. So he kind of like uh, see the same thing. Uh, but um, essentially that's a 45 minute talk where I talk about nothing but soft values. I ask mm. them about like, uh, and I tell I tell them you know straight to the point. First of all, first of all, just be completely honest. Like forget everything you learned about. I need to say this. I need to do that. I can't yeah. say this. This is bad. Right? Forget about that. It doesn't matter because I want to understand who are you. And then I said, I don't want to hear about what you did in your past because I read that on your resume. I just mm -hmm. want to know who are you. We have forty five mm -hmm. minutes now, so let's go. You know, without pushing any boundaries and say like, how was your childhood? I'm not asking about that, but more like. Yep. Um, more like, who are you? Like, who are you as a person? And then say, then some people start, well, I used to do this, and I used to do like, and again, I said, that doesn't matter. This, who are you? Describe yourself. Like, mm. imagine you meet me at a bar and we start talking. Like, what are you passionate about? Right. And then mm. I ask different questions as I ask them, if money didn't exist in the world, what would you do? Oh, great people, question. Yeah. And then a lot of people go, uh, I don't know. And then, <laughs> And then again, and then and then if that simple question, you'll figure out sometimes, but like most of the times in my experience, like um, you'll figure out what is the passion. I remember one one interview I had with a with a developer. Mm -hmm. I said, I think I would live in the forest and just live off, you know, whatever I can found, find and be with the nature. And mm -hmm. just the way she spoke about that I was like, ah, you know, that's where you're like, that's where your key. Mm. interests are in life right mm. and this is one simple question you can kind of like figure that out and like some people say i will still code and then maybe that's right maybe that's true and then i go mm. deep dive into well, why would you do it right um so again because it's not because it's not you know, we, don't, we don't pay shit salary it's not it's not the point but 
the salary should not be the you know deciding vote or prior one two three in a job for my for my sake because um there was one 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 guy that told me like if you do a get a new job like and you get a raise the first three months that's awesome right yeah shit i got more money <laughs> yeah after three months that's normal then what do you yeah. do and what you have is normal spending that you have in your day-to-day you still have to do the job like yeah money's ready so if it's not interesting then fuck them like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um that's so, so that's one of the, that's one of the key questions that i asked them about like what they do and then i also asked them about if they can change one thing in society what would that be and then, again that's to understand like how do they reflect like do mm. they reflect about things around them or don't they right mm. and a lot of people like take like five minutes to answer this because they never thought about it and then gives me and that gives me an indicator of do you reflect i mean are you stressed when i when i answer a, a strange question right uh, what do you do uh and then I asked them about what's your favorite movie and why. And that's because mm-hmm. to understand, like, because there's a lot of symbolic values in movies if you, like, look for them, right? And that's mm-hmm. to understand like, how do they think about stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And that answers a bunch of different questions. But um, that's just one of three or three of the questions. No, the, the, uh, I, by the way, I hope everyone's writing stuff down. Obviously, it's a podcast, so you can go back. Because I've never heard these questions interview, and I've been in recruitment for what, yeah. nearly nine, ten years. Um, how do you kind of bring that round to, like, how do you associate that with the culture uh, of Mew? How do you bring it round to if this person is going to be able to do the job? Kind of, How do you circumnavigate these answers and bring them back to um, work? Or is that not the point? That's not the point of the, the interview that I have. No. So after that interview and we're done, I'm saying thank you, blah, blah, blah. Um, then I, you know, spend the day thinking about it and I, write, I have a good vibe. Uh, yeah. I say, oh, you route through to the next round. And then that's a code interview. Then, the, you know, our head of tech takes over. And then there's, there's a different talk because that's only, like, how skilled are you? Like, what does this mean? How do you do that? That's really practical about the tech. Because then we covered, um, based on my judgment, how is this person, right? As an individual, mm. not mm. as a worker. Like, as, you know, ask Chris as a human, who are you, right? Mm. Okay, tech. I check that out. Then my colleague takes over and say, okay, how are you on tech? And then uh, if that person is shit at tech, mm. I say there's something there. Mm. We still hire that person. And obviously, it's okay. a win-win if I think that this person is really unique and they're still really, really talented, then awesome, right? That's plus plus. But it's we don't hire for skill. We, you know, we hire for attitude. And again, I'm not the first one to say this, but it's just, it's just so true. No, but have, you might be the first one to act on it. Everyone I mean, says yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah everyone yeah, says it. We, we had two... Um, we had two developers starting, and we so we have our own academy. Where we train young developers because mm. it's just a, a little, you know, it's a shitload of people missing IT recruit like yeah. sort of resources, right? So we started uh, doing this academy. We trained them uh, through six months, so with twenty months, twenty weeks, sorry, uh, and we also take people in from outside of Denmark um, in this academy. But the point is, there was two that started in this program, mm. and I just had a feeling for the interview that these guys, they you know, they're they have, they have something like they have some kind of eager in them so i called them a week before and said okay guys um uh um, if like there's a task here you don't know the code right 
and uh, you will be, you know, completely just, uh, you know, thrown into it. And and uh, but are you up for it, right? And then they say, oh well, let us try it out. And then you know they on a technical part in terms of you know solving the the issues, you know they failed three four weeks in a row. But they kept on going. They kept on learning. They kept on, you know, pushing. Like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And then, uh, you know, shift to six months later, they were working for like for one of my clients as well. And then six months later, you know, the client said, "I want to hire these guys." And like, and I said, "No, like you can't, you can't do that." <laughs> I, like they're mine. But, but the point was that they had no, they had you know, they have had no. Um, um, no you know, previous yeah. experience, like exactly, no. like to to ever solve this, like ever. But they kept on going. It's like, okay, that's why I, I, you know, I felt something in them because they're not they're not gonna quit just because they don't know it. And so that's a, you know that's a um, low practical sample of, of that is how we do it. Because uh, mm. I, I actually had a talk with these guys yesterday, and I said I know that if I put you on a task like this, where you don't know anything, essentially you don't, obviously you know code, but you don't this don't don't know this. And it was really, really complex. If you if you like if you succeed in this, and I put you on a project where you actually know the stuff, then you know the result will be completely different. Um, mm. In terms of like, way better. Because if you succeed in an environment where you don't, when you where you shouldn't succeed, right? Mm. So, so what will happen if you have an environment where you should succeed, right? So. Um, yeah. One thing. I, one thing I was going to ask you, Christopher. One, one thing was. Never two things really. One was a bit when I surprised. Um, there's a lot of youth in your company, yeah. Mm. Um, and ironically, there's is I hire trainees myself. In fact, I don't hire anyone with recruitment experience generally. But one of the things that are an issue in in Denmark and other Nordic countries as well that I've seen is that people aren't trusting these youngsters enough. Yeah, everyone comes to me, for example, and says, listen, I want someone three to five years. I want someone awesome that's just going to fit in. And it seems like not enough companies are taking the time to uh, train people. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing what you're doing with you've got your 20-week program. Yeah. What what kind of your general thoughts about why companies aren't doing this and they're not trusting uh, to actually take the hit to actually train these people? I, I think it's uh, it's money and time thing. That's that's what I hear because obviously mm-hmm. we've been talking with a lot of you know big companies, medium-sized companies. Says we have this program and we can help you find young people, right? And the person mm-hmm. like, well, they're they're too green, and and they like we have to spend too much time, you know, training them and stuff like that. So so they go for the seniors, the eight years experience, five years experience. But the thing is that they're not there. Like you, you know yourself, they're gonna be super hard to find. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Find, you just spend like months and can't find them. Right and a big recruitment fee as well, generally. Exactly. Like so, you pay ten thousand pounds for a recruitment mm. fee, and like, and it's hard to find. And uh, so I, 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 and but my experience was just, and it was a couple of years ago when I saw, okay, some of these young people they're really, really good. Like it mm. doesn't matter that um, that you don't have that much experience because some of these guys they started interesting in code when they were fourteen. Now they're 23 yeah. and have, you know, three or whatever. And people say, well, it's too green. Because, like, they spend more time in tech than some of your seniors because they, you know, it was a passion from when they were young, right? So we have our next academy program here in January. And one of the guys that's starting in this, um, he built his first server when he was 13 because he thought it was interesting. Like, I didn't do that. When and I was how old is he like, now? 
Well, he's he's 22, right? So he's so, he's been coding for nine years. <laughs> exactly. And so what? So what they're missing is structure, is guidelines, is you know code rules, is code review in terms of these stuff. So it's kind of like again the football uh, metaphor. So it's kind of like a, 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 a you know a guy that's been playing street football for 10 years and he knows you know he can do whatever you want with the ball, but he hasn't learned formation, hasn't learned strategy, and that's all this stuff. So and that's what he learned in stuff in an academy like this. And mm. then we go. Okay, now he's not free anymore. But you know, test him out. And we had one one pretty big company that I can't mention the name of a couple of years ago, where their senior developers were kind of like, oh, "What is this?" And like, we don't need these young people, blah blah blah. And then after a week, they're like, "Okay, they're really good." It's like, yes, they're they're not bad. These people, obviously, there are you know bad developers and stuff like that. That's young, of course, there is. Like, that's but not, bad be, not because they're young. Not because they're young. Exactly. Exactly, because you have bad senior developers as well. Like I've yeah. seen a lot of them, right? So, so it's not the experience. Obviously, with again, if you're good, if you have the right attitude, if you're four, you're to twenty. For me, it doesn't matter. And I think, as a, and that's one of the reasons why we do this academy. Like, there's several reasons, but one of them is also like to kind of like contribute contribute to us, you know, society problem. We. Uh, we have been in talks with stuff, um, people from the, the Danish government and, and you know corporations within that said, this is really amazing what you do because instead of stealing from each other and say, oh yeah, I'm going to take this guy, I'm going to take this guy because you know mm. they're working here. I'm kind of like, saying, well, how, how can we get more in the pool mm. instead of mm. taking from the pool? Let's try to get more in. And I think if you as a company only want like people with five-year experience, like working experience, at some point, you like you're fucked. Sorry, because you, there's no more yeah. people. Like yeah. so, well, we need to take the twenty-two-year-old and say, okay, I need to, you know, I need to do this. And I think again, people think time and resources—it's really short-term the way I see it. Because okay, we can't get this done within the next month as we plan, or next six years, six months, sorry, as we plan, because this is too junior. But mm. but what would you do with five years and ten years? Like, what would you mm. do? And I think the when you're a start, we're not a startup anymore, but we used to be a startup. You're forced to do it. You can't really do anything because you don't have eighty thousand a month. You can pay a senior developer of your startup. You don't have that money, right? But you can find junior, and then maybe a year later, he's really, really good. We have one guy that's been in out for three years, and he had a he did a pretty big uh, project, and um, he was you know stuck and blah blah. And I called this uh, a senior we know that came in to help him. At the end of the day, it was our junior that ended up solving it, and not senior. And I was like, okay, that was just again a stem. Like, okay. This this is really you know amazing that you know because they're willing they want to do it they want to achieve and they want to like um, succeed. I suppose listen this is um, it brings it around really nicely that you're talking about there's no hierarchy in, in the company yeah and you mean this yeah by hiring yeah. young people yeah there's you a load of trust into these young people. I suppose, listen, we're coming to the at the end here. Yeah, I'd really like like two two things really. Um, if someone's listening now that isn't in a company like this, um, where there's ultimate trust um, to do the job, um, no matter who you are, yeah, what would you be advising that person to do? Would you advise them to go and speak to the manager? Would you advise them to just leave? Yeah, if they're not happy with the job, it's Sunday. Don't fancy this. What would you advise that person? Uh, I think the first, first thing is obviously talk to the manager because because 
we also had people here that says, you know, I'm not happy with it. And I'm, and I don't go with, okay, find a different place that you, you know, happy here. We try to change what that person is, is saying. If we can change it due to whatever factor, we, um, we, uh, we just let the person know that maybe you should find something else for your own sake, right? Again, it sounds harsh, but that's not the point. So I think my advice would be that, you know, talk to the manager, figure out what you can do in your work that makes it more interesting for you. Sometimes, and this is directed from people I know, there's nothing the company can do. The thing is boring, but they do it in your paycheck, right? You need to yeah. you need to get good salary and that's fine. And then like, I don't think the company can do anything because you don't, you're not interested about um, building chairs. It doesn't, you know, you have no passion about it. You do it because it's fine. Like I could get a job here and that's, that's what it is. So you're not passionate about it. You, you can obviously speak to the manager about, can I, you know, can I, I don't know, uh, work different hours or whatever it is and they can try to adjust. But at the end of, at the, end of the day, I think you need to figure out what is it that you want and then be patient and don't, don't think that, okay, I want to work in tech, so I should just quit and then find something else within the next month. Well, no, figure out what it is you want. And maybe if the thing you want is not something that you can just right now find a job for, then study in your free time. Figure out like figure out how you can do better for it. But again, if you're passionate, it doesn't matter if you spend three nights in a week on it because you think it's interesting. And then one piece of advice for managers who are listening to this going, I've got people on my team who I think don't want to come to work. What would you advise them? Um, I think one thing is that, um, yeah, you know, everyone is respect, re replaceable, right? So if it's a really, really talented person, you think, ah, oh, they don't seem happy, but I can't, you know, I can't lose them. It's like, forget about that thought because there's always someone better. And not better in terms of, you know, doing a chair, but better in terms of their attitude. I think I would just have a, chat with, with a genuine chat with a person as if it was your brother, sister, friend and say, hey, what's up? I mean, are you happy with what you do? And then, and again, again, make the environment open so they can reply honestly. Because again, yeah. if, the, the, if there's no honesty in the company, people are afraid to go to the boss and say, this is shit, right? Um, yeah. Then it doesn't matter if you ask the questions because they probably won't be honest anyway they probably go yeah it's fine I'm, I'm happy it's interesting right and then then you can always dig deeper and say but what is like what is it that makes you happy here and mm. then dig deeper and they keep on you know short replies you kind of like okay you don't you are not passionate about this because otherwise it would be easier to reply for it um mm. yeah so i think again remove barriers in terms of just be honest i'm not going to be mad i'm not going to be like we had actually a, a guy quit the other day because he mm. wanted to do something else and he was like kind of like oh, i have to say this i have to say this this is really like it was dragging him for a week he said and she said it's your life do what you want like i'm sad that you're leaving but do whatever you want he's like oh i'm really glad that you took it that way i'm like why shouldn't I take it that way? Why should I be mad about you want to do something else, right? Uh -huh. So and again, I think that's the, the, there's a lot of people afraid to quit their job or whatever. It's like, well, what if my manager gets, you know, uh, sad or angry or whatever? It's like, it's on them, first of all, not on you. Second uh -huh. of all, it, it doesn't make sense, right? You uh -huh. and then people say, I invested a lot of time in this person and he should be glad and he shouldn't leave. And like, like why? Like, do you think that will convince him to stay? Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, so, but my point with this was you have to have a culture where people can speak honestly 
And this mm. is kind of con contradiction myself because he was afraid to say it, afraid <laughs> yeah. to it but he's like, but he was still he was only still for a week though. Only for a week. People yeah, drag this out for years. <laughs> yeah, they do. And they, this guy hasn't he been here so so long. And, and again, it's obviously on him how he feels. So I can't really control like yeah. you shouldn't do that. But the more you say to people, it's okay. Like come and say whatever you want. Like I can. I will always have adhere to what you say. Maybe it's not possible to do it what you want, but I will always listen to what you have to say. Um, so I think the more you do that, then you can expect an honest reply in terms of are you happy or are you not. And let me, and one, one other thing, I've, I've tried this as well. Let me help you find something else. Not just, I'm unhappy, mm. okay, fuck you, then like do your job. I'm not going to give you any fun task anymore. But what do you want to do? See if I know some people that can open some doors or whatever. Because so it's, yeah. it's a little back at me and say, okay, I wasn't really happy there. It wasn't really the best place that they had that feeling. But Chris helped me to find another job. I always be grateful for that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's... It's an incredible thing to do. Um, finally, so Mew, tell us about what what Mew tells us about the plans in terms of your hiring. People are listening now, going, "I like a bit of this. I want a bit of this." That sounds like a culture. What are you hiring? Yeah, who should apply? How should they get in touch? Um, well, they can always, you know, contact me on LinkedIn or my email is on our website. Um, mm. And where, I mean, where we're kind of like a we hire as we go kind of thing. So I can't, we, we hire four, five, six new people, sorry, that starts here the 1st of February. Yeah. Um, so, but we hire as you go. So it's kind of like, okay, we need one person. So, or whatever. It's mostly because yeah. like, we get a new client, we need this person. Or we get a new project, we need this person. Or, so it's, it's more like we take it as we go. We don't really have, we don't have the concept of open positions because you can always apply and if there's really good match then we will probably figure something out um and if we have open position we just you know post them on linkedin uh, so uh if someone thinks that you is a cool place reach out let's have a talk and then you know some, I'll, I'll always take a talk with people always once so then, yeah reach out on linkedin follow me on linkedin yeah check yes. out the websites yeah uh, and if you're interested make sure you've got some answers to what you want to do in life what what would you do if there's no money <laughs> you've got yeah. the interview questions there's no excuse think big <laughs> no um, i used to come up with some new now <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. hey, listen christopher yeah when I met you, I love you. When I came to the office, I love the energy. Thank you so much for contributing uh, on the podcast. Cheers, mate. You're welcome. Bye.